Hey everyone, welcome to Comedy History 101, brand new episode today on the history of the late great comedy legend Fred Willard. And before we kick things off, take some time to like, subscribe, and comment on Comedy History 101. You can do it on our site, ComedyHistory101.com, Instagram, Twitter, our Facebook page, etc., also, on Thursday, May 21st, 7 p.m. Eastern Time, we have our live streaming show, Jokey Stand-up comedy karaoke in a three-round game show. You can check it out at twitch.tv slash comedyhistory101. And without further ado... You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Good thing about doing comedy in Russia, you have captured the audience. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Comedy History 101. Fine, may I start by saying how thrilled we are to have you here. We are such fans of your music and all of your records. I'm not speaking of yours personally, but the whole genre of the rock and roll and some of the exciting things that are happening in music today. And let me explain a bit about what's going on. This is our monthly At Ease Weekend. Gives us a chance to kind of let down our hair, although I see you all have a head start on it. These haircuts wouldn't pass military muster, believe me. Although I shouldn't talk, I, my hair's getting a little shaggy too. But all right. So what you heard there was a clip of Fred Willard from the movie Spinal Tap, the legendary movie Spinal Tap, and of course the legendary Fred Willard. And of course you've tuned into another episode of Comedy History 101. School you in comedy. I am Harmon Leon. With me, as always, Scott Kalanico. Scott, how are you doing? Uh, my hair is getting a little shaggy, Harmon. Cla- classic I'm line. Classic line. Oh yeah, still, still, still funny to this day. So when, uh, so of course we are we are saddened to hear the loss of the legendary comedian Fred Willard. And today's episode is on the history of Fred Willard, uh, which is fitting. When you do a comedy history episode on Fred yeah. Willard, it would involve his history in comedy history. Okay, very good. Do you see how that works? Well said, <laughs> well put. So, so Scott, when, when was the first time that I let Fred Willard came onto your... your um, so it's a comedy radar, so it would be a Comdar? Comdar. Oh, that's a good one. We should... We should, we should uh... We you should know, trademark it. Trademark that term, yeah, the Comdar. So no one out there listening, take it. <laughs> Because yeah, we will start sue the, you. Start the Comdar podcast. Um, we will file a lawsuit against you. Actually, Harmon, I think um, I can remember that because I think for some reason I remember seeing him in Silver Streak, a movie uh, with, uh, with. Oh wow, uh, Gene Wilder yep. and Richard Pryor. And oh, Richard what did he play in Silver Streak? He like played some kind of bureaucrat. He played like train switcher guy or so. He was like to- it was totally straight, but I don't know why I remember him for some reason. Ah, okay, so we can jump all around with this. Was that movie filmed in Chicago, like the end where the train smashes into the station? It was, was that Chicago? It was theoretically Chicago, but I don't think they, they filmed it there. Ah, okay, but it would tie into the history of Fred Willard, who, mm-hmm. uh, you know, amongst everything else, uh, started his career, or partially started his comedy career, with a year-long stint at Chicago's Second City. So is he? He's from that part of the country, from the uh, the Midwest. Well, 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 Scott. Uh, why don't I be a little more specific? 
He is from Ohio. Oh, okay. From the same area as, as, your ghost baby doesn't die in the box. Who, who would that be? <laughs> so, so. Struther, Struther Martin? <laughs> no, but who's Struther Martin talking to? Andy oh. said you doesn't die in the box. <laughs> that, was, that was Cool Hand Luke. That was Paul Newman. Yeah, yeah. So he's from the same area of Ohio as uh, Paul Newman, which is, uh, first, I did not know that Fred Willard is from Ohio, and more than that, I didn't know Paul Newman was from Ohio. Oh, uh, yeah, that's uh, from the, the heartland. Yeah, it did spend it in a dying in a box. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I believe so. Fred Willard, he was born in, uh, it says here, like the 1930s. Um, I believe his father was a banker. Um, and I guess we'll just run through just a quick of his, of his like most notable hits. And, and if you look at his IMDb page, it just goes on. I know it's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So, 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 you know, of course we heard up front, uh, from this is Spinal Tap one, probably the movie that, well, it's kind of like the, 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 the godfather of, uh, kind of modern day the office mm-hmm. you know the first sort of mockumentary that kind of right. came onto the scene and uh um, i always thought that was a christopher guest movie and we did an episode on uh the history of national lampoon lemmings with uh christopher guest mm-hmm. and we got some irate fan mail. mail yeah 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 so it's actually a rob reiner mockumentary but christopher right. guest started it and then Fred Willard went on to star in, you know, numerous, um, pretty much all the Christopher Guest mockumentaries, Waiting for Guffman, Best in Show, A Mighty Wind, For Your Consideration, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. I mean, I think we could argue about that. I mean, I think, yeah, so it was directed by Rob Reiner, but I think, you know, he was kind of just, they needed a, a, a well-established face probably to give them their, their money and whatnot. Because uh, you could definitely see um, Christopher Guest stamp all over that movie, so... Yeah, I mean, that was like one of the first movies, you know, again, that later begot Curb Your Enthusiasm, which was, mm-hmm. you know, largely on the improvisation. Yeah, the improv. The art of the improv. Things made up off the top of your off head. Off the top, you don't even know what's going on. No script. Yeah, so so Scott, let's let's dive into the early days. How did, how did, what, what is the Fred... Willard origin story of the of, of uh, how he began in comedy. Well, it's it's kind of like uh, speaking of origin stories, it's kind of like Superman in a way, and that you know how Superman started. He was in the wholesome Kansas countryside, and then moved to Metropolis. Well, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Fred Willard did the same thing. He he moved from the the wholesome heartland of Ohio uh, up to um, first Chicago and then uh, New York um, in the nineteen uh, fifties. Oh, and right, we, yeah. Yeah, well, so he started doing uh, a lot of, lots of local stage work, worked on a production of Desperate Hours, and that's where he met his future comedy partner, went by the name of Vic Greco. Yeah, so I tried to do some deep dives into Vic Greco. Um, apparently, I guess he was a big comedian in the 60s. Um, uh, they were a comedy team, but like Vic Greco on his own was on the Ed Sullivan show. Yeah, I mean, he was well. Also, so you you saw the you saw the news clipping I put in there, right? Um, I I did, but I I don't want to break the fourth wall and say okay. I didn't. Okay, is that right. breaking the fourth I'm saying, wall? I guess, like I yeah. said, you can edit this out. Yeah, <laughs> um, uh, everyone close their ears from the yeah. listening audience. <laughs> so, yeah, 
Uh, yeah, so they were the the Greco under the name Willard and Greco's. They were performing around. They were actually they were actually pretty big. They were um, booked at uh, the big uh, all across the country in places in Greenwich Village is kind of where they got their start. But they also played in um, places like the Hungry Eye and the Purple Onion. And hmm. uh, is is there any podcast that dives into the history of uh, comedy? That has done an episode on, say, I w- the history I wouldn't know. of the Purple Onion? I wouldn't know. <laughs> Which you can check on our website, ComedyHistory101.com. Yeah, so they were actually kind of big, and they were big, but they were on they were on uh, on uh, Carson and like uh, Washington. We'll have a clip. There's a clip that you can find them online. They have they uh, were on an episode of Get Smart as bumbling bumbling control agents. All right, gentlemen, let's oh. set up a little situation and see how you handle. Now, Crusoe. You will be a chaos agent robbing a control safe. Monday you will come in and you will find him robbing the safe and you will pull a gun on Now it will be your job to disarm okay? Let's see how you do it. Oh, and also, just another one, they were also on a show of another comedy team, the Smothers Brothers Comedy Hour. Yeah, so they, they were on. They were on a few different. So they were actually pretty uh, big. I actually saw the list. Of the, saw the TV listings uh, thanks to my subscriptions to newspapers. dot com, which they are not underwriting the podcast. But I just said that. Uh, but they had they or, were, or yet <laughs> not yet newspapers. dot com hint hint. hint uh, <laughs> but they uh, they were actually listed listed in the. Um, uh, and the TV listings and the episode of Get Smart it said featuring comedy team Willard and Greco. <laughs> yes, they were. They were no, they were bumbling control agents. And they're also on the Carol Burnett show. Yeah, they're on, they're on a few different places. So, uh, yeah, but uh, but yeah. as you said, um, uh, Greco mm-hmm. was was kind of a. Uh, I think it looked like he was an actual stand up stand up before he and Willard started doing their sketches together. Ah, so I wonder which one was the like. So we've also done an episode on the history of the straight man in comedy. So probably Willard was the more bumbling one of the two. Uh, let's see. Okay, I actually have a quote here from Greco uh, from this newspaper article. This is from the San Francisco Chronicle uh, of 1963, uh, oh. and this is Greco saying, uh, "Okay, so his on the straight man thing." Greco says, we're opposites. I used to try to sell us to networks, and I'd start off, one of them is tall and handsome, I'd say, and they'd interrupt. They'd always interrupt. Yeah, and the other one is short and goofy looking. So they were, you know, <laughs> yep. So that yeah, would be. Classic yeah. comedy team, the mismatched yeah. physical types. So a w- Willard in this case would be the uh, tall and handsome dude. See, what I like about that era, and it doesn't really translate to modern comedy, but you find it in uh, British comedy, is is the comedy team is not really existent in, in modern American stand-up. You mm-hmm. see it, like, once in a while, but, um, like, in the 60s, the comedy team, like, say, on a future episode we're going to do on the history of the unknown comic who also started in a comedy team. And and on the uh, Hudson Brothers Razzle Dazzle show. Ooh, don't don't give any spoiler <laughs> alerts on an upcoming episode. But uh, or you know, in British, yeah, yeah. But in British comedy, you know, the comedy team is like a mainstay. Mm-hmm. You know, from like Mighty Boosh to I don't know. You always see like comedy teams on the British comedy circuit. But yeah, again, um, we started with Vic Greco. Um, also, from another famous improvisational. Comedy group. What do you know of the Ace Trucking Company? I know that I watched a clip of them on the Johnny Carson show. 
Um, yeah, they actually, they actually. So apparently, one of the one one of the members of the uh, the group was that guy that that I, I that, saw the clip too. <laughs> that you, the, can, you can call, call me, me Ray. Ray. You <laughs> can call me Jay. You can call me Ray J. I don't really. <laughs> that was the thing at one point, but uh, yeah. So uh, what he was Johnson. doing was uh, he was he was creating a comedy trope for the day. Yeah, so so uh, Willard was, was being in a that. meme. Yeah, and that the actually the Ace Trucking Company also um, featured some other members of the Second Chica- Chi- Second City Chicago guys, and they would they were kind of they weren't like a, the in house. They were pretty regular on the Johnny Carson show. They were on there over fifty times, and they also holy on, shit, yeah, really? On the Tom Jones show, yeah. So they would just kind of come on and do these do these sketches. You know, it was like this is actually right before. Saturday Night Live started, so we're talking about 73, 74. Are you uh, ready for the reading of the will? Yes, can yes. we begin, please? Well, yes, I received a notice just this morning that the will is being contested by a party unknown to me who has laid claim against the estate. That's impossible. My mother and myself are the only family my father had. Well, yes. Who in heaven's name would have the nerve to do such a thing? Well, hello there. told me to wait in the library, but I didn't want to drive all the way downtown, so yes, I came yes, right yes. in. <laughs> are, uh, are you the gentleman who is contesting the will of the deceased? Hmm? Did you know the late count? Yes, it was up to about 17 million, wasn't it? Mm, I think I get the drift here. Uh, please. Yeah, I'll, I'll, sit, I'll handle this. For legal purposes, would you give me your name, please? What's wrong? Don't you like your own? What? <laughs> What's wrong? Don't you like your own? Yeah, sorry. You see, no. that was a little joke, Mama. Oh, uh, hey, just a moment. <laughs> What's this? A little joke? Uh, all right, but how dare you address this woman in that manner? Can't you see she's beside herself? I thought there was more than one person in oh, that. Oh, that's but that's kind of weird. I, I watched one of the clips, and uh, yeah, it was like the "you could call me Ray" guy. But yeah. I mean, nowadays you would never see like a sketch, like a comedy no. uh-huh. sketch on uh-huh. like you know one of the late night. Well, I don't know. I guess on Conan you sort of do, but you wouldn't have like uh, someone be a guest, like a sketch group be a guest on the show. Yeah, no, no. That's just kind of that's kind of the way they did it back then, back there in the olden times. Yeah, you know, you yeah. guys remember this before, before Saturday Night Live, you know, things were a little different. Mm. So what happened when, say, uh, for Fred Willard, when, say, 1977 rolled around? Well, that's where things get interesting, Harmon. See, uh, around that time, there was a kind of a late night kind of soap opera, I would just say kind of a, 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 a takeoff, kind of a satire called Mary Hartman, Mary Hartman. And there was a successful character on that played by Martin Mole that they wound up spinning off into a, another series called Fernwood Tonight, which was uh, Martin Mole was the host and Fred Willard was the was the co-host. And they were kind of parodying, parodying, parodying uh, late night talk shows uh, in small town America so that they were they said they were broadcasting from Fer- Fernwood, the unfinished uh, furniture capital of the world, and so they would just kind of do like a bad, uh, a, a bad uh, talk show. 
Tonight from Fernwood, Fernwood Tonight, coming to you live with your host for tonight, Mr. Barth Gimbel. World War II, you know, it's funny, back then uh, it was legal to kill a German, but boy, if you kill one now, all hell breaks loose. Yeah, there's two, two things about that is um, Mary Hartman was developed by Norman Lear. Like, back in the day, dude, like, Norman Lear was just, boom, a machine. He was just, he was like the first one who would not only crank out these hits, but also the first one to crank out hits that would become, have spinoffs that would become yeah. hits. Like, almost oh, yeah. everything that came out of, like, All in the Family became a hit. Like, Maud mm-hmm. came yeah, out of Maud. All in the Family, and, and uh, we're moving on up to the east side, the Jeffersons. Yeah, man. How did all that tie? That's that's like a whole another. Like, how did the, those universes all tied together? It's like Maud was. Maud was, I think, the neighbor or something. Yeah, but the Jeffersons owned a laundromat in. Um, oh, here's a here's a trivia fact. Um, where where Archie Bunker uh, lived, yeah. uh, Astoria, Queens. Right. And yeah. Astoria Queens is now just like a hipster neighborhood. Hipster, yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> yeah, so the so. the Jeffersons were their neighbors at one point, and then they moved on up, and then I forget, and then somebody. Where, where did they move on up to? To the east side, to high rise. Um, and, and what kind of what kind of uh, what it kind of housing did they have? It was, but this has nothing was to do. It, with, was it a deluxe apartment in the it, sky? This has nothing to do with Fred Willard. Let's let's. <laughs> To use, to use his character's term from Silver Streak, let's get this back on the right track. <laughs> you like that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the thing is, like, so um, Fred, he played Jerry Hubbard on uh, Fernwood Tonight. And, it, like, when David Letterman's show first came on uh, late night TV, it was always, it was, like, sort of tied to as, like, kind of like the real life Fernwood Tonight. Yeah. Because David Letterman back when, in, when, in, when he was doing... The edgy comedy. Um, he was sort of like the anti-talk show talk show when, it, yeah, when like, he came on the scene. Well, like when he started during the day. I mean, I kind of remember seeing a couple of those uh, when he would like substitute or he had the, that, that day show that was on. He would just do the dumbest things. He would like send people down to the commissary to get food <laughs> and they'd make fun of it on the air. Yeah, I mean, it was essentially the same show as the evening show, but it was like... yeah. On at the day, yeah. Just. <laughs> but it was the same sort of thing with uh, Martin Mullen and Jerry Hubbard was sort of the the, the earnest but dim-witted uh, sidekick. Yeah, it was kind of like Mole. a his proto best in show character. Um, from what I heard, it was like a, a Martin Mole. Um, Martin Mole's like his character was sort of like the hot shot yeah. TV guy from Much Florida. Right. Yeah, that came to this small town, and right. Jerry Hubbard was like. The guy in this like small town TV, um, uh, what do you call it? Wheelhouse universe. So he was like the guy who would host like the afternoon TV shows. And okay. Then got promoted to be like the sidekick. Okay. Yeah. So what happened from there? What other uh, uh, in the early eighties? Where where did uh, he go? Well, from there? well, let's not. Hold, hold, whoa, 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 whoa! Hold on, Harmon. We got a lot of Fred Wheeler to get through here. You saw his IMDb page. We're not going to. Mm. No, they're not. They're not all. They're not all winners. Like uh, we didn't even mention his um, his uh, his screen debut, which is which is in a film, an exploitation film called Teenage Muller in nineteen sixty seven. Oh. Hi, Coach. Just keeping in shape. Glad to see that, boys. Incidentally, I got some great news. Next semester, I'm going to have a lot more time to devote to the team. How come? 
Well, I'm not going to be teaching health education next semester. They're bringing in a new teacher. Huh, a new teacher? Yes, a woman. <laughs> don't laugh. She's supposed to be very good. Some kind of experiment the principal is trying. I don't know too much about it. It's supposed to be some kind of new course. Health education being taught by a woman. That's something new. Yeah, probably some old. <laughs> <laughs> you can actually find you can find the trailer on YouTube, and it is as the, the name implies. It is about a teenage mother who uh, oh. gets pre gets pregnant and uh, suffers the wrath of the community. If you can. Was it like an after school special? No, dude. Movie, it, was, it was an exploitation film, as it says here. So you can. Really? Yes. <laughs> So where would it play? Like at the Grindhouse? I'd play at the, the drive-in and stuff like that. Yeah, maybe the at the Grindhouse. And then, then what, what else happened leading up to his hosting duties on Real People? Well, dude, I don't want well, no, I was I was just too excited to talk about real people because I actually recall oh. this. <laughs> yeah, just skip ahead to real people. Well, that one that was pretty. I mean, real people started in '79. He was one of the original cast members, so this is a little bit. This is right after he was doing his um, uh, Fernwood Tonight. Um, there's a, there's actually a few different Fernwoods. There was Fernwood Tonight. There's Forever mm -hmm. Fernwood, and then America Tonight. I think America Tonight was when they got big time. Oh, so it was sort of like when SCTV started out. Yeah. And then they brought SCTV to NBC. Yeah. And made it, okay, got it. So the so America Tonight was like somehow yeah. picked up by a bigger network or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that, that, and that was what I was trying to think of. Like SCTV was a good parallel to Fernwood Tonight, you know, because they had their own universe and they had their own uh, <laughs> uh, house band and, you know, locals and, yeah. <laughs> Um, I saw one clip and I'll drop it in here. Um, it was it was a segment on Fernwood tonight called "Talk to a Jew." Mm -hmm. So I think uh, it's a service to let people know that you actually are, which I say, harmless and just like everyone else. And I think <laughs> I think right now we can uh, put an end to a stereotype because, as you can see, he's uh, completely normal looking. You look just like the rest of us. It's as plain as the nose on your face. <laughs> Because so, uh, it's like small town, so it's like uh, uh, never I, is. I, Very. I think white. the premise was uh, some like a Jewish guy got pulled over for speeding in yeah. Burnwood. Yeah. So they brought him on to well, the show. So everybody could see him. He looks. He's just like everybody else, as Fred Willard says. <laughs> Jerry Hubbard says it's as plain as the nose on your face. But yeah, because I kind of remember him as the uh, on Real People, where he was. That was just. That was his friggin' weird show, but, um, which was also... Was that like, uh, That's Incredible? Yeah, it was like that. Like it was one all was a rip-off of the yeah, other? it was all that same time, and then, you know who produced Real People was the guy who we'd done the show, was, uh, George Schlater. You mean, you mean the creator of Turn On? Yeah, Turn On and Laughing. <laughs> yeah, so that was kind of like the, the 80s version of Laugh On. Uh, yeah, so he was on an original character in 1979, along with Skip Stevenson and now media mogul Byron Allen. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's. <laughs> I was just listening to an interview with him. I, yeah. I like Byron. Like, he started on as a stand-up when he was about, like, 16. Yeah. And, yeah. He, and like, when he was a teenager... And, and you hear Letterman tell the same story was, like, in those early comedy store days, like, the way for struggling comedians to make money is you would write comedy material for Jimmy J.J. Walker. <laughs> <laughs> so he was, he, was a, he's, uh, he was a writer for Jimmy J.J. Walker. 
Oh wow! Okay, Byron yeah. Allen, who yeah. now now owns the Weather Channel. Yeah, he like he owns <laughs> he owns a couple of channels, man. He's like the the mogul. But so yeah, so Fred Willard set on uh, the Real People show with him, uh, and this one clip that if you could we could drop it in here. <laughs> this is this is when uh, from 1981 when they were trying to uh, Real People was trying to promote everyone's. I guess belief in themselves. So they had a whole series. What does that mean? It's just like called spirituality. Or? They're having. It was called "Get High on Yourself." So just have a listen, folks. As you know, this is "Get High on Yourself" week at NBC. The idea is for you to be proud of yourself. To know that you have what it takes to be number one. To live as one of the new Americans who loves to live and lives to love. It's up to you. You decide what you want to be. You can be a bum or a hero. You can get high on drugs or you can get high on yourself. We agree with the people who say drugs are not the answer. Drugs are the question. No is the answer. So if someone offers you a drug, tell them I don't like it, I don't want it, and I don't need it because I'm getting high on myself. Go for it. It's your life. Live it. Don't let some pusher push you into drugs. And you can have a lot of fun getting high on yourself. Was it, was it like during the Nancy Reagan Just Say No era? From 1981, <laughs> dude. Uh, so, so, so that was it. Um, after that... Um, he dabbled around TV. Um, one of his notable roles was he in the Academy Award winning short film Ray, Ray's Male Heterosexual Dance Hall. Uh, he played mm-hmm. uh, a role in that. Um, that also is available online if people want to view that. But here's what's kind of interesting for me. So he was on a show. The, uh, between 1987 and 1989, he was starred as a bartender in a, a show called DC Follies. Which was produced by the infamous or famous uh, Croft Brothers, the guys who made their weird puppets in the seventies, like all those. Oh weird, yeah, Sid yeah. and Marty Croft. Yeah, Sid yeah. and Marty Croft. So they did. So this is kind of like if you uh, insert clip somewhere here. Uh, how about just a nice TV special, like with Brooke Shields and who? That new kid, the Fonz. Uh, oh, that's a great idea. But you know, the Fonz is. Oh, no, Lonnie is always great, too, yeah. And don't forget the college football All-Americans. Oh, you're a step ahead of me, sir. I, I really think that's the way to go. Yeah, and I'll be the first one to watch it. Bye-bye. Bob Holt. After all, I said and done, one of the great performers of all time. And I'm Fred, and this is my bar, DC Follies. We're right down the street from the White House. It's it's kind of like a takeoff of Splitting Image, which was yeah. big in the UK. Splitting Image, it yeah. Had so, puppets. Yeah, yeah, so this is exactly, is exactly what they were doing. They were just like kind of milking that. So, uh, but that actually ran for a couple of se- couple of seasons. Um, it's kind of interesting. He plays a bar. He's like the only human in the, in most of the ep- most of the seasons. I haven't watched them all, but he's like the bartender who kind of. Oh uh, really? So you yeah. you remember this series? Yeah, yeah. I remember it was on, it was on like, you know, I think it was in syndication or or I don't think it was ever on like quote unquote real TV. Yeah. Um, I mean, Splitting Image in the UK was huge. It it looks like the same sort of premise. Yeah. Spitting Image. We'll have to do a whole show on that. Yeah. Or a show on uh, uh, comedy shows with puppets. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. It, there's uh, just like the Jeff Dunham days is just a whole oh, thing. Oh, man. Oh, my God. Don't get the, the terrorist mad. Uh, oh, what's, what's the terrorist name? There was an Lockman. interview with him. He's actually, yeah, yeah, the dead terrorist. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of racist. <laughs> a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, but I think that le- leads to, um, I believe, was it 83 that uh, um, um, the. Uh, um, 
uh, Spinal Tap movie came out. Yeah, it was 84. Yeah, so then after that, um, you know, kind of gave him his, uh, you know, he already had some street creds, but, you know, that's kind of really what put him into the mainstream uh, radar. Well, hey, uh, yeah, along that time, he was still kind of working with Martin Mull, so they did a um, uh, kind of a straight-to-video type thing called The History of White People in America, and that's from 85, I'll double-check, but... Um, the uh, the the premise of that show it was it was kind of a proto like spinal tap it was a lo- it was a lot lo- a lot along the same lines as um, yeah as spinal tap you know it was kind of a mockumentary you know tongue in cheek look at um, white people in America yeah it's actually from 1985 so it was right about that same time so Willard in it is in it and plays kind of like a the average white man so he did that and working again with Martin Mull. Um, on that that kind of stuff, and then what? what what's interesting, I think, is is uh, did you ever see the movie Roseanne, the Steve Martin movie? Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty funny. It's, it's, it's you know watch it, but there's a clip in here, and I think this is just kind of this weird kind of meta comedy. So, do you remember Fred Willard in that? Here, I'll play the clip right yeah, now. Yeah, just just, so... just just watch it for a minute. <laughs> CD, hold up! It came to me last night in a flash. Yeah, what is that? The thing, the gimmick, the Nelson promotional cow. Ah, okay. Yeah. What, what was meta about that? Well, well, because you see how he's, so this film was from 1987, and the joke about the way Willard is dressed in that film is that he's like a Miami Vice kind of looking guy. So ah. it's just, it's interesting that in 1987, which means they probably filmed this, uh, I believe it came out in summer 85. of 87. Yeah, they probably filmed it in 86. That means, you know, in 86, there are already, people were already kind of, you know, mocking the the Miami Vice look because you can't see it. People can't see it, obviously. But um, he's wearing you know a pastel color shirt, uh, jacket, blazer with the sleeves rolled up, and he's got the uh, the five o'clock shadow. Oh yeah, okay, got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. What about what about uh, the Weird Al show? <laughs> he he appeared on that. Yeah, I've, he just I've, appeared on everything. Yeah, I know. I, he that that weird Al show was well. Well, I'm sure we'll get to it because we we'll, we've got a lot of stuff to get through. But the weird Al show was kind of like his version of of Pee Wee's Playhouse. Oh yeah, but I not, like Weird Al. Not as good. Yeah, just <laughs> yeah, not not as memorable in comedy history. Yeah, yeah, no, <laughs> no. He has he has some horror stories about getting messed with by management. But uh, yeah, so for, Weird for Al or uh, Weird Al, yeah. Yeah, I think if you met Weird Al, you'd really like him. He seems like a nice guy. Oh, it seems like a nice dude, yeah. Yeah, and he, he cracks me up. <laughs> you know, he's Weird Al. Yeah, he's weird. He's weird. Yeah, my Bologna. Yeah, my Bologna. <laughs> another one rides a bus. Yeah, and another one rides a bus. He played it on a suitcase. I know, dude. In, in the bathroom. That's where they record it. At Caltech. Yeah, it was kind of like punk rock in a way. Yeah, wherever he, he was. You know? Yeah. So again, uh, he 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 hooked up with Christopher Guest, and he appeared in Mighty Wind, where mm-hmm. he played Mike LaFontaine, mm-hmm. a character known for his catchphrase, "Hey, what happened? What happened? Right? <laughs> oh yeah, okay, I remember that." Quick plug, um, I'm Mike LaFontaine, owner and founder of High Class Management. <laughs> Whoops, <laughs> comics constant companion. Let's start right out. Hey, what happened? As you know, back in 1970, I starred on a series called What Happened? 
And every time something would go wrong, I would look at the camera and say, Hey, what happened? <laughs> we had a lot of fun with that and a lot of other catchphrases. I got a real red wagon. <laughs> and uh, I can't do my work. And I believe I was the first one to use the phrase, I don't think so. Um, he had like crazy hair. Do you think yeah. was that part uh, of it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, best in show, he portrayed Buck Laughlin, a dog show announcer who offered up unending stream of bad jokes in off-color comments. Mm -hmm. I guess just reading it doesn't <laughs> give it no. justice. No. Uh, Waiting for Guthman, he played Ron Albertson, a traveling agent who performs in an amateur stage projection with his wife. And you won't need a camel. And of course, in this in Spinal Tap, he played a lieutenant on a military base. Um, and of course, that wasn't a Christopher Guest film. No, Rob <laughs> Reiner, but let's just say Absolutely Christopher, not. Christopher Guest might have been or was the driving horse behind the film, although he is not listed as director. Yeah, so, and again, moving more up to uh, modern day, um, he was on Modern Family. Uh, everyone loves Raymond, uh, family guy, a friend of our show, King of the Hill, mm -hmm. the 70s show. Uh, he was on The Tonight Show 100 times with The Tonight Show with Jay Leno. Oh, my God. That's like a record. Oh, here's, here's something cool, and it ties into a past episode that we've done. He hosted Saturday Night Live in 1978 when the musical guest Diva was making their debut. Yeah, you can actually see that clip. Uh, it's a pretty good clip online because it's he's he comes out in one of those those crazy weird. Remember those seventies and eighties uh, satin jackets? Yeah, and he, he introduces the band. So that, yeah. That's, oh wow! That's so cool. so he was like uh, wearing the weird jacket. So yeah, yeah. The Miami Vice jacket and then the seventies yeah. yeah. weird the satin Devo jacket. introducing uh, yeah. uh, jacket. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, in nineteen in. 2012, he got fired from PBS when he was arrested for a lewd act in an adult movie theater. Oh, that's right. So do we allegedly? Know? Yeah, allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> Take taking uh, a cue from Pee Wee Herman. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I remember something about. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. 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 Yeah. So my friend John worked with him. Um, my friend John's a TV editor, and he worked on a show with Fred. Um, on the CW, he said the funniest thing he ever saw was at the cast um, holiday party. Uh, my friend John came in late, and <laughs> he came into the party at the, some bar in Burbank, and Fred Willard was singing karaoke, <laughs> and it was he would just be singing the uh, different words than the actual song. Just oh, okay. The words up. Right. And it was like one of the funniest things he's seen. Um, yeah, he told me a couple other stories about Fred, just like uh, how the cast kind of looked at him as like kind of like the mentor. He played like mm -hmm. a father on this uh, CW show, and they kind of looked up to Fred because like he was like the uh, you know the older statesman pro. Um, John doesn't remember this, but I think it was like something like um, he asked John if he could take home a prop. It was like a frame portrait of. The family, the mm -hmm. TV family. Yeah. And he goes, can I, can I keep this? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, John just said he was just a, a really, really nice guy. Okay, cool. Well, that's that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad for that. Yeah. So again, we will miss Fred Willard. Uh, just 
again, if you go on IMDb, you'll just see that he just uh, just pages of roles he's played mm-hmm. through the years since uh, the '60s, and yeah. started his comedy in the late '50s. So pretty much worked consistently all the way through. Yeah, I mean, he did a uh, he kind of did like a, a one man show. He was a big big on um, stage as well. He kind of did like a one man show, which they called it Fred Willard Alone at Last, which actually had a cast of twelve people. Um, and then he he did uh, a lot of off Broadway and uh, uh, just enjoyed treading the boards. Yeah, and so then what was his last role? He did a um, was it something called uh, Space Force? He he was so so there there's there's this like uh, it must have been on the air it was on the air there's an air it was from 1978 I believe it was called Space Force and mm-hmm. uh, he's in it and he plays like the captain of the ship you can find it. that's on it's on uh, YouTube um, and so they kind of reprised it on the Jimmy Kimmel show where because they were making fun of uh, the Trump Space Force so he kind of ha- started having this. Uh, recurring character and wound up doing a bunch of characters on Jimmy Kimmel. They brought him back a bunch. Uh, and then to, to the point where they casted him in that new, uh, the new 2020 Netflix comedy called space force. And they gave him a role in there, which apparently he filmed a few. So we'll be seeing. Yeah. Him. And that's called, and Trump's thing is called space force yeah. too. They, and yeah. the, the Netflix series is called space force. Yes. They're they're <laughs> It's a nod to Trump. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, uh. Yeah. So, anyways, any other takeaways about the great uh, Fred Willard? Um, check out uh, Fernwood tonight if you haven't seen it. You know, it's like it's like uh, SCTV Saturday Night Live before they were things. Well, kind of at the same time. Yeah, I mean, I, I like what about that show is just just uh, just a nonstop. Funny characters, mm-hmm. you know, Im- improv people, probably highly from Second City, just coming on being characters. And the Groundlings, you know, Groundlings. Yep, yep. absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. So here, here, here's to Fred Willard. Here, here. Fred Willard. Here, here. So uh, with that, I think it's time to plug away, Scott. What do oh. you have to plug? Live shows. No, I have no, I have nothing to plug. I have nothing to plug, but we do have another podcast that Harmon and I do called "This Is the President," where we talk about all things presidential and all things presidential trivia history, which you can find uh, on our YouTube channel, which is YouTube.com/slash This Is the President. You can also find us wherever you find your favorite podcasts. Also, Scott is being a bit modest because uh, we also no. have a no. live streaming show oh, okay, that we, we do every... <laughs> no, we don't? No, we do. We do. <laughs> yeah, so we have a live streaming show that we do every other Thursday. Uh, the next one is going to be this Thursday, the 21st, called Jokey It's at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, it's stand-up comedy karaoke in a three-round game show, and you can watch it on twitch.tv slash comedyhistory101. Oh, so my God. Yes. tune in for that. And, oh, should we got we got viewer mail. Should we read that? Oh, uh, yeah. Why don't, you read, yeah. Why don't you read our viewer mail? Okay, so we got some listener mail before we go. This is, uh, this is on our history of the... <laughs> Comedians, the mob, and the Copacabana. Um, it's a comment from someone who goes by the moniker 
asshead. <laughs> uh, asshead says on the history of Com- comedians, the mob, and the Cocabana, he says, "What a pathetic clickbait." Okay, uh, all right, wow. thank you, asshead. <laughs> okay. Wow. And if you want us to read your comments on the air, be sure to like, subscribe, and comment on Comedy History One Hundred and One either on our website, comedyhistory101.com. Or you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, or our Facebook page, all at Comedy History 101, except Twitter, which is ComHiss 101. But thanks a lot for tuning in, and bye-bye. Bye-bye. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Good thing about doing comedy in Russia, you have captured the audience. You're stupid. Everybody's so stupid. Comedy History 101.